0: This is the Mark Stucheski podcast. Veronica Seneca. Oh my gosh. I knew it was going to mess it up for you. Veronica Sagastumi, right?
1: Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) I'm not even going to attempt your last name. So it's all good. Okay.
0: Well, what's it, what's very interesting is I said it right before we hit record. And as soon as I hit record, but I'm not going to edit that out because that's how my podcast rolls. I just, I I was a moron. I couldn't say it right. Um, but you know, what's interesting is when we first got on. First, you, I could hear you, you couldn't hear me, then you then you couldn't hear, oh, technology, isn't it, grand?
1: Technology. But
0: anyways, <laughs> welcome to the show. So let's get this started by putting you into context, because I, I find it really helpful to the audience to know who you are and what do you do. So share that with us in about 30 or 45 seconds.
1: Absolutely. So I am Veronica Sagastumi. I'm an ex-corporate chief financial officer. And in the late 2010, 2011 timeframe, after a 20-year corporate career, I traded my corner office for my home office when I started my accounting consulting business, and which is 10 years later, it's still running. It's one of the two businesses that I do run. But about five years into my consulting business, after I had been running it and growing it very successfully, I expanded to the online space because I saw an opportunity, an opportunity to have a greater reach and a deeper impact with a sector and industry, my fellow accountants, bookkeeping, tax, and financial services business owners. And so about five years ago, I started to develop this uh, online business, which has gone through a few iterations. But as a content strategist, that's the second business that I do run. I work with accounting Bookkeeping, tax, financial services, business owners, to help them create content in order for them to grow their business in the online space to gain that financial, uh, you know, opportunity that I saw five years ago, or you know, I think it was like late 2015, early 2016. And so that brings us to today, which you know, running two businesses, productivity is is a very big key factor for us, for sure.
0: I bet it is. So that's a
1: little bit about me.
0: So what is your, your personal, your personal favorite platform out of all the millions that are out there, which is the one, if you can only pick one, which platform would you pick?
1: I used to say a different one, but nowadays I'm going to just go, I'm all in with LinkedIn. LinkedIn has, you know, they've invested so much in the last few years into becoming a bigger player in the online space because they also saw the opportunity. It wasn't just for networking for the career uh, person who is looking for a job or looking to hire. It has become a, a true social media and social networking platform that is giving the other platforms a run for their money for the different business owner, the different professional. Not all of our business, uh, our businesses are a good fit for the Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, TikToks of the world. Um, So for me, LinkedIn is my favorite one to be in and not only to consume content, but also to share content because I know that that's where my clients are.
0: The one thing I don't like about LinkedIn is they didn't go the way of Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and let you go live in the app. Now you go live through a third party app and you can only go live on Mm -hmm. desktop and it's like, Mm-hmm. LinkedIn, you know this is a mobile society, right? Yes. I'm hoping that the third party desktop only is only a stopgap while they're building. I'm really hoping that they're building because mm-hmm. uh, people want to be go go live on their phones from anywhere, Absolutely. and I'm really hoping that's coming. And interesting, you say that because you know, I'm not a person that chases followers, co- uh, connections, views, likes, shares, whatever the case may be. But when I hit the ten thousand follower mark on LinkedIn. I was so humbled. I'm like, oh my gosh, because for people to follow you, they really got to trust you. They got to really say that this person is a person of integrity. So I'm I'm not saying it to brag. I'm just saying I am so humbled by everyone who follows me on social media, mainly on LinkedIn for me or listens to the podcast, because I know people's time is so precious. When someone gives me some of their time, I am so grateful.
1: Absolutely. What a great attitude to have. And I totally agree because first of all, I think that LinkedIn will come, will come up to that, that level of going live and comp- they have to compete with the other social media platforms. And secondly, I love the idea that you're sharing with us, which is be humble. You know, don't take that for granted. Every single one of those followers, don't think of it as a number. It, there is a person on the other end that you are either making an impact now, or will make an impact in the future. And so don't take that for granted. I love the humility that, that you just shared with that. I, I totally agree.
0: Thank you. One of the things I want to ask you about is I'd like to follow Gary Vaynerchuk, if I can get past his potty mouth, but one of the things he posts on LinkedIn about, about a week ago, I think he Mm -hmm. says, you know, a lot of people are struggling with what to post on social media. He goes, look at what makes you happy. Share that because most people are trying to be buttoned up and all professional and it's all about this is a tip, this is the hack, this is strategy. He says, just be you. And so what I started doing is I started going really deep on like LinkedIn stories. So I may put out 15, 20 stories a day. And sometimes I show my dog. Sometimes I'm out on a walk. Sometimes I'm out on a run. Because I want people to know I'm not just Mr. Productivity, I'm a runner, I'm a husband. I, we have a nice dog and I love living in Houston, Texas. And I think when you share more about yourself and this is a lot of people are scared to do this. They're really, of course, they want to keep it very professional, but Mm -hmm. that's only one part of you. And I like to know what you think about that.
1: I, I agree with that philosophy because I like to also, I think, I don't know if it's Gary that says it or somebody else, but it's about documenting your journey, your day Yes. What, when your, your day is not made up of all work or it shouldn't be, you know? So if you document your day, you're sharing, uh, different parts of your life, whether it's, you know, coming up with idea, hopping on a network call, uh, whatever you're doing. You're giving your viewer, your follower, your listener an opportunity to connect with you on so many different ways. Your, you know, your love of certain music. You just got a, you know, the concert was canceled. You're disappointed. You're getting a, an ice cream. You're sharing your favorite ice cream. Every single piece of a story or a piece of content that you're creating when you're sharing your personal life your day your personal life does not have to be like your deepest darkest secret your biggest fear you know it truly can be about i got i i have a dog as well you know she's 15 and a half years old and thinks she's a puppy whenever we talk about her as i'm i'm listening to a podcast as i'm taking her for a walk or i bought her something new i i get so much activity i get so much engagement because the conversation starts with that thing that you have in common and then it goes beyond that that's how it is with any, you know, if you can think of any network event that you attended in in person or a workshop or a, even a company, you know, party back in the days when we were able to all be in the same room, you know, h- how do you start a conversation? What did you do this weekend? Hey, how was your trip? You know, how's your, you know, how's your kid? Is he home from school? All these different things you can share on, in the online space, whether it's through a static post, a video, a story, it's just a little bite size into your The human behind the business. Mm. Let's connect on that human level.
0: I love that. So I agree with you. One of the things I I hear people saying, well, that's fine for TikTok and Instagram Instagram stories and Facebook and Snapchat. But LinkedIn, as a professional network, I'm like, professional people are human beings. Mm -hmm. We have fun. I hope you have fun. I hope mm-hmm. you're doing things that enjoy. and you know, oh, my work is fun. So, but you don't do that twenty four seven. And mm-hmm. so, I encourage people to to maintain a balance. Don't be all silly, stupid, unless you're a, a comedian. But I think we can do everything on LinkedIn. I'm really excited that their their rumors are going to come out with a clubhouse feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, they're going to come up with LinkedIn Live mobile. I really like what now they got a creative mode. They just released a creator mode mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, which I'm sad because. I don't have it yet. So I'm like pounding like a baby, Um, but, (laughs) um, but I do have LinkedIn live. So maybe I'll get creator mode late. Who knows? But it doesn't matter. I I like where they're going. And number one, that's number one. Number two, they're not owned by, by Facebook, although they are owned by Microsoft and Microsoft, Mm -hmm. they kind of did some things with Skype, which we won't get into. So, I mean, no company's perfect, but I have the most following and the most engagement and I get the most business from LinkedIn. So, i after i saw the social dilemma i deleted twitter instagram TikTok, and pinterest i'm only on facebook because a couple of people i'm involved with have groups on facebook i'm like oh i hate that but i have i am on Mm -hmm. facebook only for that reason i am all in with linkedin because that's where my as seth golden says my tribe is i couldn't Mm -hmm. get facebook and instagram to go because it's saturated so why waste time when linkedin's working very well for me it makes no sense Hey there, it's Mark. And I want to invite you to become a Mark Stucheski insider and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free. It all happens over at mrproductivity.com.
1: No, it's like the whole, you know, you either cast a wide net or do you go deep, and you know, in that fishing hole that you just found. And it sounds like, you know, we want to go deep. We want to be where our tribe is, where we're going to have the the biggest impact and where we can show up consistently and be also, you know, uh, comfortable with who it is that is following us. Because if we're constantly changing platforms, you're so right. The people that are on Instagram are different than the ones on TikTok. They're different than the ones on YouTube. And so if we're going after our LinkedIn professionals or business owners, it doesn't mean that they're all stuffy because those, I, I'm from the Silicon Valley and a lot of my clients in my consulting business, they're all startups or they're at different uh, stages of that startup world. They're not stuffy. They don't wear suits. Most of them are in sweatshirts, hoodies or, you know, some, some funny t-shirt, quirky t-shirt. And if I show up in a suit, even on Zoom, I'm, a, that's not my tribe. I'm not for them. Mm-hmm. And so we have to get, you know, sort of like evolve as, the business space has evolved. You know, if 2020 taught us nothing else is that we needed to pivot or evolve in the way that we showed up and did business. And it's like a year ago most of pe- most people in my network for the accounting consulting startup world, they didn't do meetings in Zoom. You either did them in person or you did them on the phone or you did a call. Now, that word Zoom is part of our daily <laughs> daily vocabulary. Everybody knows we're zoomed out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it becomes another thing. But that's the thing, it's like how, just like everything else evolves allow LinkedIn, the platform, to evolve as well and allow for the opportunity or the possibility that you don't have to show up stuffy or that it's not just this very, uh, uh you know, professional setting where you can't be yourself in a different way that is not professional. I'm not saying be unprofessional. I'm just like you, you're also saying that Mark is show different aspects of your life that will showcase the human behind the business that will allow your followers to connect with you and get to know you a little bit better because that's where the trust comes, especially in the online space when we're not able to shake that hand and and feel each other's energy in a in a conference, at a conference workshop or some sort of, you know, corporate event those days are not here right now and so how do we how do we gain that trust is by letting people get to know us on all these different levels which is through sharing our life
0: yeah now i want to make one little caveat there is nobody owns any social media platform so you should have an email list i own the podcast i mean i have all the recordings so I really encourage people, please do not put all your eggs on social media. I know people go out and get a, a, a website and they'll have it directed to Facebook or to LinkedIn or to Instagram. Don't do that because what happens if they accidentally or on purpose delete your profile? You need to have stuff that you own. When I became an entrepreneur back in 2005, I was told there's three rules to being a successful entrepreneur. Rule number one, build your list. Rule number two, build your list. No rule number three was, build your list.
1: Build your list. <laughs> and and I would start <laughs> We're like, build- all together now. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I would build my list and go, ooh, Facebook, and I would lose my traction. Then I would go back to building my list. Ooh, Instagram, and I wonder that had I not lost focus, I probably have a huge list right now. But I thought Facebook was. The magic bullet. Then I thought Instagram and Twitter and TikTok, they are nice tools, but they're tools in your toolbox that you don't own. You rent. But when you have an email list, you own it. That's why one of the things I learned from Brendan Muller, she's a big um, LinkedIn personality. She says, at least every month, and other LinkedIn experts say the same thing download your entire database on LinkedIn. So if you do have something happen to your profile, You've got everyone's contact information. Nobody thinks about that until all of a sudden the AI suspends your account and you can't even log in. Now you're stuck. And so what I do, I actually have a reminder that every month I go download everything on LinkedIn just so I have it in the event of something happens. Most people never think about that. And all of a sudden they may say something, they may say something that's controversial that they don't think is controversial. All of a sudden LinkedIn says you're suspended for a month. Now they're out of luck. So just be careful and realize you're only renting this Well, Actually, you're not even renting it because you're not even paying for it uh, on any social media platform and you don't own the content.
1: Yes. Yeah, you're a visitor. As a matter of fact, I want to share that with you, too. It's like uh, we use Asana. That's our project management system. And we have several things that we do on a recurring basis, which is, you know, Every single month, there's a recurring task to check for broken links on our website to check double, you know, we have just a whole list, but one of those repeating tasks every single month is to download our contacts. And because you're right, you know, if it it, we get busy and before we know it, it's like, it's been six months since we did a backup or we did anything, but if it's, if it's in our project management system and it's a recurring task, it just stands out if it hasn't been completed, so...
0: That That's yeah. really important. So I'm curious to know, because you're a LinkedIn uh, person like I am, what is your favorite type of content you like to consume? Is it posts? Is it videos? Do you like lives? Do you like stories? If you can only pick one, or maybe it's an infographic, maybe it's a, a document. If you can only pick one, what is your personal favorite content to consume?
1: I like the, the videos with the captions okay. because... um, I have the option of listening to just the audio, just reading the captions, or actually watching the person. And so I feel like they have a lot of uh, flexibility with that. And for me, video accelerates the getting to know the person by just hearing, like, you know, listening to your podcast, you're listening, you're in my ear. And so that's a very intimate relationship. I spend 30 minutes, 45 minutes with that person. And so a lot of times, like you're saying, you know, we do consume our content through our phone. A lot of times we're used listening to our headphones. And so when I hear a video and it's got, it can't be a long video. I like videos that are on two minutes. Uh, give me a bite size and that's how I consume it. And I know that I'm going to get something, whether it's a point of view, uh, a shared tip, a quick hack, you know, something where I know that I'm going to walk away with getting to know that person better. I get to see how they're communicating. And like I said, I just like the, the versatility of either watching it listening to it or reading the captions. And so to me, video would be my favorite one to create. And I also like to consume that.
0: What's interesting is I caption my videos. Most of my videos, if I'm out and about and I just feel like doing a video, I'll just like create a video and release it. Uh, But if you make a mistake... When you're speaking, you can correct in the captions, which is really nice. <laughs> so, so if you, cause you can take all the odds, like you don't yeah, put the odds yeah. and the ums in the, yeah, the caption, no. which is nice. Uh And, and you said something very key, you know, about when people are listening, it's, it's a listener. One of the things I, uh, one of my uh people I learned podcasting from early in the day said, don't say all you listeners. Cause nobody has a podcast listening party. And I remember saying, going, huh? He goes, have you ever gotten around a, like a, a like an iPhone and a whole bunch of people listening? Like, no. So one person's listening at a time. So they're like multiple people are listening, but they're not sharing headphones. They're not walking with the holding the iPhone next to them. So that's something I, I I thought was interesting. The other the other interesting thing when it comes to videos is somebody did someone brilliant. I don't know who it is. I don't want to say the wrong name. They found out that the most views on LinkedIn are videos that are sixty seconds or less. People like brevity but yet they want LinkedIn lives to go 45 minutes. I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. So a standalone video, 60 seconds or less, but live 45 minutes. So I I guess I I don't get a lot of replays on my videos. Either people show up live or they don't watch it because I'm not going to stumble across the video and go, oh, here's a 45 minute video. I mean, they're not going to watch it. So that's very interesting, but captions are really important. They can be a pain. Uh, what I do is I have a company I use uh, called Headliner. And the reason why I use them is because I can also record those 60 second uh, caption videos for my my podcast. And so but there's, there's so many companies that do it. You need to caption doing captioning on the fly is rather it's kind of challenging. Uh, but it's important because if someone's in the doctor's office or something like that, they won't be able to listen to you. Have the captioning makes a world of difference.
1: Exactly. You know, that goes into part of the productivity tips or hacks that we do is we do batch, like I'll create maybe five videos, very two or three minute videos. And we use a software called, uh, ClipScribe. And that is a, a software that it's not very expensive. It's totally budget friendly, but you can upload the video and you can have it sized in whether it's, you know, portrait or landscape. Oh, okay. But you, You add the captions once, or you know, transcribes it, and then you fix those captions, you know, the transcription, right? You fix those spellings and don't put the ums in there. And once you have one, when you convert it to a different size, all the edits come over. Oh, nice. So you can maximize, you know, just like yeah, it takes time to create the video, it takes time to convert it, and for the for them to add the 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 transcript, but then once you just read it through and fix it once, you can then resize it to fit Instagram or Instagram stories or, you know, Lin- LinkedIn, um, and what have you. But yeah, that piece of software allows us to stretch our content a lot just with the captions itself.
0: Yeah. Repurposing content is, is insane. So. What I used to do when I, I used to do LinkedIn live every day for like seven weeks in a row. And what I would do is I oh take the really gosh. good ones. The people who would like give a lot of value and had a microphone and sounded great. I would make those in the podcast episodes because I realized I have a much bigger audience on my podcast mm-hmm. than I do on LinkedIn live. Because LinkedIn live, I may get seven or eight people look at the video hey, really? way more than on the live. So I just take that and put it on there. Now, of course, you got to yes. have the audio. You know, you're just using like everything built in. The audio sounds like crap. I'm not. I'm not going to put in my podcast because when it comes to a podcast, it's all about the quality of the audio. If the listener can't hear you, they're not going to listen unless they're an A-list. They're an A-lister like uh, Richard Branson, Tony Robbins, Mm -hmm. Oprah Winfrey. People will... They'll they'll go through. They'll put through. up with it. They'll put up with it yeah, because it's an a listener. But for <laughs> the rest of those moral moral human <laughs> beings, they want on audio, and that's why I demand like you're right now. You're using a microphone, headphones, because I care so much
1: about the listener. I want them to hear every word, so I have that requirement to be on my show. Exactly. And I agree because quality is everything. I have turned on, turned into a couple of podcasts where the quality was low and this, there was a little bit of a, a hiss or a, there was just something so distracting. And when again, going into the, you're in our ear, you know, where there were, you know, listening to the headphones or AirPods, what have you. I mean, that that it becomes annoying it's so distracting that you got to turn it off and so you lose you lose that listener
0: hey i now have an affiliate program where you can earn up to 30% commission just referring people to my paid program to find out more go to mrproductivity.com scroll to the bottom of the page and click the link so now you're in the content strategy If you could, because I want people to get something really practical. I mean, you gave us a lot to think about already today, but if you could just leave people with one tip, one strategy that they just start doing this one thing that would really make their, their, their content, you know, blossom, if you would, we're entering spring now, what would that one tip be?
1: I would say to do it scared, do it uncomfortable. Okay. Because the thing is, Many of us can talk ourselves out of anything. I don't like video. I'm not a good writer. I am not into social media. I don't know what to say. I, we we get, the list can go on very quickly. But if you can just adopt the mind frames, like, I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm not, I'm going to do it even if it's not perfect, even if, uh, no one is listening or no one is going to read it to, and when I say do it, I mean, share a piece of content and that content can be a story about your day. It could be about how your computer crashed or even like if I was just doing something today and I was looking forward to this podcast interview and one of my worst fears with a podcast interview came through where the sound, you know, things. So that in itself, you know, share something that didn't go so so perfectly because it allows somebody else to watch that and feel good about the not being so perfect. And so when I say, what do you walk away with? When you're thinking about creating content and you're not sure about what to create, just share something about your day. And even if you're not sure how to do it, just go, don't be afraid of like, you know, I'm holding up my phone. Don't be afraid of this, this object that can allow you to get better. You're not going to figure it out all in the very first try, but if you just do it once, And then you get through and you're like, huh, the the earth didn't swallow me. I'm okay. (laughs) I'm okay. You may want to do it again. And so when I say creating content doesn't have to be something you talk yourself out of it, out of doing, just maybe embrace the doing it uncomfortable, doing it scared, doing it anyway.
0: One of my current favorite quotes right now is from Tony Robbins. And he says, if you can't, you must. So if you go, I want to create a video, I can't, then you gotta, you gotta do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Mm -hmm. listener tattoo that on your brain. If you can't, you must, it's credit to Tony Robbins because a lot of us are going, I can't create a video. I can't create a document. I can't go live. Then you have to, okay. Mm -hmm. You have to, you need to crash through that wall. Another quote I like from Steve Harvey. He's the host of the family feud. Yes. I love this quote. He says, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable if you're ever going to be successful. So let me say that Amen. again for you listener out there. Yes. You yes. have to be, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you're ever going to be successful. When I heard Steve Harvey say that for the first time, I'm like, whoa. So if you're comfortable, you're probably not growing. So get uncomfortable and watch your, 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 content get better, your attitude get better, your mindset get better, your business and brand get better, just get uncomfortable.
1: You just said the word mindset and I think, you know, you and I have been in business for a really long time and I think that, you know, what we think about, how we think about things has a much bigger role in our the success of our business than we care to admit. It's you can have all the tactical and technical and experience and knowledge, but if you're not, if your mind is not set right or have the right tools to get through those uh, moments of doubt or the challenging moments that come with having a business and running it and growing it, um, you'll, you'll get stuck. And so working on your mindset is, is one of those things that you're never done. New level. Every level has its challenges. So
0: absolutely. Well, before we wrap up the show, I'd like to do this fun thing called Mike Swap and you. I didn't even get the chance to ask you if you were game for it. You started saying, "Yes, I want to do it." Which kind of like I'm like, should I be scared right now? I don't know. So, no. you get to ask me one or two questions as the host of the Mark Teschski podcast. So, Veronica, the microphone is yours.
1: I have been looking forward to this. So, um I have a couple of questions for you, but the first one is in your career, Mark, you know, like in is there an experience that that stands out as a lesson that you have used in your business? whether it's good or bad or like what to do or what not to do. That's, that's my question.
0: Um, when I first became an entrepreneur back in 2005, I was so afraid of doing everything right. I was, I spent so much money on coaches and courses and books and seminars and webinars because I was looking for the magic potion. And then I found Gary Vaynerchuk. He's out wandering in the desert all alone. And so I rescued him and that's a joke. You can laugh (laughs) listener um and, and he said look it just be you first of all be patient i i'm one of the most impatient people in the world he said just be you let's let's face it you can find out how to be more productive there's thousands of people online but there's only one mr productivity that lives in houston texas that lives in my house and that's me and once i decided to hey let me like not try to push the rope or make things happen. Let me just be me. And when I started doing that, people started coming to me. They're like, oh, you're different. You're this, they are that. I'm not for everyone. But I had to get over myself and get out of my own way and be me. Once I became me, everything changed.
1: I love it. I think, uh, you know, you showcase that beautifully in your podcast. I was listening to the episode where you were sharing about, um, the, the not swearing, you know, and, and sharing that with your, with your listener. And I really appreciated that because I find myself nodding when you're speaking to, to us, (laughs) like, yes, yes, yes. And again, you're just sharing your point of view your belief system and allowing the listener to either agree or disagree with you but we're listening so and also you have great energy. Well, I appreciate it. Okay, that. are you ready for ready for my second question? Uh, I think yeah. I asked you this when we um I I had like three questions to ask you but I think I'm going to ask you this one next. I think I may have asked you this when we had our conversation a few a couple of months ago. But if you you brought up Gary and an island, so I'm gonna go with that one. If you were stranded on a deserted island and you could only listen to one artist music from one artist, who would it be and why?
0: Oh, music artist, hands down, Hillsong United. Um, They're a Christian band out of Australia. Uh, They're the one of the band members said we're the we're the most famous band in the world. You've never heard of? They're incredible. (laughs) I love their music. It's very uplifting because I'm a Christian, very uplifting. Uh, my wife and I got to see them in Houston, Texas in April, 2019. And I used to go to secular concerts where people were smoking marijuana and doing inappropriate things and getting fights. Such a well-behaved, it's like you're going to church, a con- church concert. Mm-hmm. So well-behaved. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I will see them again. It, I, I love all their songs. I got a playlist on my Apple watch, never go running. It's just, it just lifts me up. So, I, I would love to see one of these days I want to go out to Australia and actually see them sing in their own church, which I think would be really cool.
1: Oh, that would be amazing. Is there a way that you, maybe you could link that in your show notes so that we could access that and, and you can share them with us.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, <be amazing>. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Did you have another question, um, is that it? You got one more? Okay. I can ask you, I have one more okay. if you don't if no, you, go you know right we're ahead. on a roll now. So okay. <laughs> um I know that you have a coaching program and I'm always interested to to hear from the actual creator, the coach, you know, what, who are your ideal clients, the people that you really love to, to coach and having your program and and engage with.
0: I love people who are serious about getting better. Okay. Because there are people who just like to collect coaching programs and books and trainings, but they don't apply it. So I like people who say, "Look, it. I, I'm here and I want to get to the next step. Uh, can you help me with that?" And, and I'm willing to go all in. And and we all have those clients. The clients come in. We have three groups of clients. We clients they 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 pay me every month. They don't do anything. I'm like, okay, I thank you for the money. I don't know. Then they have the middle group of people who will do. They'll do sometimes and not sometimes, or they'll make excuses. I couldn't do this because of this, and they make all excuses. And then they get my favorite, which is the other third who are like all in they are every time I do a training when I do a live group coaching call they're there they're they're pinging me on text messages they're they're fully in and what's amazing I know you're going to find this shocking Veronica those people their productivity shoots straight up because they're they want all in The more you put into any coaching program or any course, the more you go all in, the more you get out of it, the more you succeed. If you're just like, well, I'm just going to dab my toe in the the pool, you're not going to get much out of it because the creator spent a lot of time creating whatever you got, coaching program, course, doesn't matter. And they don't want you just to dip your toe in there because most coaches I know, they're not in it for the money first. They're in it for helping people change lives. And so when I created my programs, I really want people to become a better version of themselves. That's what drives me. And that's what drives most coaches I'm I'm familiar with.
1: Absolutely. Amen. Drop the mic. No, drop the (laughs) mic. Well, good place to end (laughs) the the
0: show. By the way, if you want to know more about my program, just go to mrproductivity.com. It's right there in the homepage. So Veronica, where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world?
1: Uh, I I just send everyone to my website. That is my home base, veronicasagastumi.com. And that's where I share resources, a lot of free resources for people to grab and get to know me better as to how I communicate and what tips I share as well. And yeah, that's basically where you can find my podcasts that I've been a guest on or my social media channels. But I also have a contact page and I love hearing from people. You have a question, you send it to me. I'm the one that responds. I don't have a team doing that. I actually read every single inquiry or question that comes through and like to connect that way as well. And of course, we're, we're all on LinkedIn, you and I. Well, I love
0: that. And her last name is S-A-G-A-S-T-U-M-E. It'll be in the show notes. But if you're out running, Thank you. go check it out. Because <laughs> I mean, she's an awesome lady. I'm looking at her right now. She's full of energy. I can see she's a positive person. And I only hang around positive people. So if you're, if you're a negative Nellie, don't associate yourself with me because you suck the energy right out of us so veronica <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show today it was a blast having you here
1: thank you mark my pleasure
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchewski podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stuchewski insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.